Hello and welcome to today's podcast from the Video Journal of Neurology. We are an open access video journal sharing the latest news in neurology across all major disciplines. Our regular podcasts will bring you exclusive insights from renowned experts on hot topics in their fields. In this episode, our experts will be discussing the role of alpha-synuclein in Parkinson's disease. If its accumulation is the major element of Parkinson's disease pathophysiology, or if loss of this functional protein is key and replenishing alpha-synuclein levels may be better for Parkinson's patients. Four international experts, Professor Diego Altero, Professor Alberto Espe, Dr. Francesca Capotosti, and Dr. Andrea Peloto, will now share their thoughts on the future of targeting alpha-synuclein. Starting us off is Professor Diego Altero, from the University Medical Center, Göttingen. We'll talk on the ongoing debate surrounding alpha-synuclein in Parkinson's disease and questions whether the accumulation of alpha-synuclein in Lewy bodies is toxic or potentially protective. So the debate on uh, whether alpha-synuclein is the core uh, toxic element in Parkinson's disease has been ongoing since the identification of alpha-synuclein in Lewy bodies. And uh, there, uh, the idea is that uh, we we thought from that moment, from the, ni- the year 97, when alpha-synuclein was identified as a main component of Lewy bodies, that maybe we need to uh, avoid the accumulation of alpha-synuclein in Lewy bodies to protect against some possible toxicity associated with Lewy bodies. Now, because we've learned a lot over the years, this question became controversial because in fact, when we look at the brains of patients with Lewy bodies, we cannot say that because they have more Lewy bodies, they have more neuronal cell loss. So this is the debate. Um, actually, there's even data suggesting that maybe the accumula- accumulation of, of Lewy bodies with alpha-synuclein may be protective. So maybe those neurons that accumulate more alpha-synuclein are healthier because they were able to handle some possible toxic forms of alpha-synuclein in a better way and convert them into Lewy bodies and maybe this is protective. This is controversial. We don't know if this is the case. Um, and there's even people now defending that instead of trying to get rid of Lewy bodies, we should even give more alpha-synuclein to the patients because maybe uh, what they have is a loss of function of alpha-synuclein because the protein is being clumped and sequestered into Lewy bodies, and maybe it's, there's not so much protein available to go and perform its normal function in the cells. So some people think that maybe we need to give more alpha-synuclein to improve uh, the situation in, in the neuronal cells in the brains of patients. So we don't know very well what the situation is, um, but... I still maintain, and I think we all agree that alpha-synuclein is a player in Parkinson's disease, at least in some forms of the disease, maybe not all. And this is also becoming clear that there are some forms of um, uh, of Parkinson's disease that do not seem to have Lewy bodies. So that's telling us that maybe they don't need these Lewy bodies to have the problems. And there's also people that never showed any clinical symptoms of any Parkinson's disease or uh, related uh, synuclinopathy. And just by chance, when neuropathologists look at the brains of these, these people after they die, 
they find Lewy bodies. So it's telling us that just because you have Lewy bodies, this does not mean that you will have disease. So this is the, the controversy. And I think we need to be um, uh, uh, really um, correct with the data we have and admit that we don't know enough. We need to study this process more. We need to really try to understand whether alpha-synuclein can be toxic and a lot of in vitro and in vivo uh, preclinical data suggests it can be toxic under many conditions. But in the patients, things might be a bit different and we cannot say for sure today that Lewy bodies are the culprits. This is the honest position and I think we need to face it because this will impact on uh, a lot of the, the attempts we are making to treat these diseases based on removing Lewy bodies. So we need to sort out um, this, this controversy in the coming years, hopefully. Next, Professor Alberto Espe from University of Cincinnati will outline two recent trials that brought doubt on the value of anti-alpha-synuclein immunotherapy and highlighted that restoring alpha-synuclein normal function may be more beneficial than eliminating aggregated alpha-synuclein. There have been two clinical trials recently reported that work on uh, eliminating uh, the aggregated form of synuclein. And uh, it turns out that uh, in both cases, uh, the drugs uh, came into trials with a robust evidence that they actually do so. And so these trials uh, were done with the idea of testing the hypothesis that uh, an anti-synuclein approach, uh, such as that afforded by these uh, uh, immunotherapies, could in fact bring on benefits. And uh, the outcome of both was in fact negative. The assumption is made that uh, perhaps target engagement, which is impossible to measure because we don't have a radio ligand that can capture the insoluble fraction of synuclein in the brain, prevents us from determining whether there was any target engagement, whether in fact we were able to reduce the insoluble levels of synuclein. But the evidence is that even with that uh, gap in our knowledge, uh, the results aren't moving in the direction that it was uh, that, that we hypothesized. And as such, uh, I think it's important for us to rethink the relationship between synuclein and disease, and uh, perhaps to think that synuclein is in fact quite important for the brain, is all over the body, brain included, and uh, once we lose it because it's becoming entrapped in uh, insoluble amyloids, it no longer can provide its function. And so the loss of the normal protein may in fact be much more relevant than the accrual of the insoluble uh, fraction of the protein, what we call Lewy pathology. This is consistent with the fact that there has been no relationship between uh, the burden or the distribution of Lewy pathology and the clinical features or the degeneration in the brain. So it's important that all levels of evidence are convergent on the concept that Lucency nuclein uh, may be much more important than eliminating the aggregated for fraction of the protein. And perhaps uh, these two trials will make us uh, move away from an anti-synuclein approach and begin to consider the possibility that perhaps there is much to be gained by testing the idea of replacing the levels of normal synuclein uh, to levels that can be more functional to the brain. 
To further this, Dr. Francesca Capitosti from AC Immune will discuss novel alpha synuclein PET tracers, a major step forward in the field for both drug development and diagnostics. Having brain PET imaging um, agent, it's clearly um, a big need, uh, particularly uh, in the Parkinsonian field and particularly for uh, for alpha synuclein. Um, the main uh, advantage of having um, a PET tracer for alpha synuclein uh, will be basically to support uh, the design and the running of clinical trial targeting this pathological protein. So this for sure can help uh, patient enrollment to make sure that the right target um, is present, could help patient certification, and of course, uh, it could help having like a longitudinal follow-up uh, to monitor the disease um, efficacy. Um, and I think um, the availability of Petracer, for example, for amyloid and tau have clearly showed the path and what can be really like the use of those tracers to support clinical trial. Uh, of course, there are certain synucleopathies for which uh, there is a clear need for a better and earlier diagnosis. And uh, multiple system atrophy or MSA is clearly one of those diseases where usually uh, the diagnosis comes very late and when the disease is extremely advanced. I think we have been facing the typical challenges which underline the development of a brain PET imaging agent. In addition, uh, I think the main limitation is that alpha synuclein is a target with a relatively low abundance. So this implied that the tracer has to be, uh, that really have to show high affinity, they need to be extremely selective, and they really need to have an optimized signal-to-noise ratio. So the background has to be extremely low. Our current molecule, ICI-12589, um, come from the screening of our small molecule library, which is called the Morphomer Library. So this is um, a library of um, small molecular weight compound, which are designed um, to have CNS drug properties, particularly in terms of uh, brain penetration. And they are designed to be conformation specific, meaning that um, they will preferentially bind to the aggregated or misfolded uh, conformation of a certain protein, uh, but they will not bind or minorly bind to the physiological or monomeric form um, of the protein. Particularly uh, for the alpha synuclein uh, uh, PET program, uh, we really try to uh, drive the medicinal chemistry optimization uh, program um, using um, brain-derived um, alpha-synuclein from um, brain of a uh, patient because we wanted to make sure that we were optimizing compound on the correct alpha-synuclein um, conformation or pathological conformation. So we really base our um, medicinal chemistry optimization strategy using mainly Parkinson's disease, uh, tissue section and tissue homogenate. And while we were uh, advancing with the preclinical characterization, we were extending 
um, the in vitro analysis also to other synucleopathies, um, as shown in the presentation at AIC. This has included, for, ex for example, the dementia with lab body, the multiple system atrophy, uh, and other form of Parkinson's disease, such as uh, genetic form or Parkinson's disease with dementia. And then we kind of follow the classical development of uh, a PET tracer, looking at the proper um, pharmacokinetic profile, selectivity profile of target profile. After having taken together a very uh, compelling um, preclinical package, we thought that it was really worth to evaluate ICI-12589 um, into first in human study. And the first in human study was um, um, divided basically in uh, two parts. The first part was run um, in collaboration with Invicro and was including five healthy volunteer and five idiopathic Parkinson's disease uh, case. And then this study was extended uh, through an investigator initiated study with Professor Oscar Anson at the Lund University and um, Skein uh, Hospital, where it will be added to uh, uh, additional Parkinson's disease case, but mainly other synucleopathy case, including few uh, DLB case and uh, mainly uh, multiple system atrophy uh, case. And the multiple system atrophy case is what has turned out to be the most interesting population for this tracer because this is really the population where I think for the first time you could appreciate uh, a signal separation from the other diagnostic group, including control and other synucleopathies uh, group. Uh, what was also interesting, looking at the clinical um, images, so the scan of those MSA patients, is that we could um, pretty well differentiate MSA uh, subtype C uh, subject from MSA subtype P subject, uh, where in the MSA subtype C, the signal retention for the tracer was mainly in the cerebellar area. Uh, particular cerebellar white matter and cerebellar peduncle, which is exactly the, re the region, brain region, where alpha-synuclein inclusion are expected to be in those uh, cases based on what we know from uh, postmortem um, study. Uh, while in the MSAP cases, so the, the cases that uh, from a clinical point of view, they have more like a Parkinsonian um, uh, phenotype and have mainly um, uh, pathology expected to be in the basal ganglia area. This is where the tracer was uh, showing uh, retention. So um, it seems that with our data, we see a nice match from where the alpha-synuclein inclusion are expected to be based on neuropathological study versus what the in vivo signal looks like. Of course, we will continue characterizing uh, with Tracer um, in MSA. Uh, of course, we are very interested in understanding how early alpha-synuclein uh, pathology could be detected in patients with MSA. And uh, of course, we would like to, to go back down to uh, kind of the prodromal um, MSA um, cases. And the other key line of investigation for us, of course, is to understand whether this signal is um, um, evolving over time in order to have like a longitudinal follow-up of those um, of those patients. Uh, of course, we will also uh, um, further characterize of other um, synucleopathy um, um, case. And uh, uh, in terms of discovery, we keep working on new um, molecule that uh, by having improved binding properties to alpha-synuclein might allow also to detect alpha-synuclein um, 
pathology, uh, potentially in idiopathic Parkinson's disease. Dr. Andrea Peloto will discuss the emergence of alpha-synuclein seed amplification assays for sensitive and specific Parkinson's disease diagnosis. Regarding the CSF myomarkers in, uh, in Parkinson's disease, there is a huge discussion, but it's still questioned the value of alpha-synuclein in CSF, but also in plasma. Uh, so the total alpha-synuclein. Uh, conversely, there is a huge uh, interest in the, in the research community for uh, seed amplification assays, the, the so-called the so RT-Quick uh, for alpha-synuclein, which has been demonstrated to be very sensitive and very, uh, very, so very solid for the diagnosis of either Parkinson or Levy. Uh, what is of high interest is probably that uh, these uh, assay are highly sensitive even in other conditions. So we are, for example, demonstrating that even in Alzheimer's disease, there are a lot of patients uh, who resulted positive to alpha-synuclein uh, uh, with a seed amplification assay. So then it's not easy to use this in differential diagnosis. Okay, of course, uh, it's of interest to evaluate uh, at single patient uh, level, the amount of alpha-synuclein uh, at different phases of the disease, but uh, we still need probably uh, a very good markers for distinguish Parkinson's disease from uh, other, other conditions. To round up, we are going back to Professor Diego Altero on the promising results of the PPMI study using alpha-synuclein seed amplification assays, which indicate the potential for the detection of pathological changes prior to the onset of symptoms in Parkinson's disease, offering clinicians a potentially valuable additional diagnostic tool alongside imaging studies. The results of the PPMI study on alpha-synuclein using these new uh, assays called uh, alpha-synuclein uh, seed amplification assays are, are very exciting. So it tells us that by monitoring the levels of this protein uh, in CSF and in blood, one might actually uh, detect whether there, there is already some pathological alteration taking place that uh, even before the onset of the symptoms. So I think this is very exciting. Uh, of course, this needs to be continued. We need to uh, validate and, and this needs to be validated by the regulatory agencies, but there's great hope that this will be an additional tool that clinicians will be able to use in addition to imaging uh, approaches to, to diagnose the disease uh, in a more accurate manner. Those were all the updates we had for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. And if you found it useful, we would love if you could leave a review. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app, including Spotify, Apple, and Podbean. Finally, be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJ Neurology to join in the conversation and visit vjneurology.com for the latest updates in this field. Until next time.